Hello beautiful humans, this is Alicia from Ethical Wellness Programs and you are listening to the Heal in Motherhood podcast, the show that combines the science of the mind-body connection and trauma research along with spiritual teachings and practical tools to help women heal their lives from the inside out and reclaim their inner goddess while showing up as the person, parent and partner they came here to be. If you like what you hear on today's show, please don't forget to leave us a review on the iTunes podcast app so that we can grow our community and impact as many women's lives as possible. Welcome everybody to today's show. I'm super excited. I've got Charlie on with me today and she is a mum of three boys, but also a woman with her own dreams. And as a former yoga studio owner, deeply ingrained in the super mum myth, she is on a mission to change the way we view and experience motherhood. And this year, she decided to take massive action sell her family home, all of its contents, four successful businesses, and go on the road in a quest for more. So welcome, Charlie. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you for coming and being here with us. Thank you. I'm so excited as well to dive into these conversations. I really am. Yeah, awesome. So we crossed paths in the matrescence group that we were in with Amy and you came on to the Zoom call and you spoke about how you was sick of being seen of this super mum and you spoke a little bit about your journey and that really is what inspired me to sort of reach out to you because I was like yes this woman gets it you know you're so inspirational just selling everything and going on the road And I know that's not everyone's idea of fun and it doesn't need to be that extreme. But yeah, I just really loved and resonated with your story. So let's start with this idea of you was living with this super mum myth and how you decided to go on this different journey and why you decided to sort of go on that different journey. Yeah. Okay. Like you said, we, at the time we had four successful businesses. Um, One of those was a yoga studio that I ran and I took this studio on when I had an eight week old baby. Bearing in mind that this baby did not sleep, my beautiful Milo, who was my absolute beautiful nightmare in many ways, (laughs) he did not sleep. Like he woke up 20 times a night And amidst that, you know, I was running the yoga studio, showing up, being of service to my community. We had two different catering companies and an organic fruit and veg delivery service, all of which were very much involved in the local community. And everyone just kept saying to me, oh, my God, like, how do you do it? How do you do it? You know, you and your partner always seem so happy, so in love. You've got, at the time, two beautiful boys have now had a third. And people just kept saying that to me. And it just it really didn't feel right it didn't feel comfortable for me and I've always been very honest and very transparent about my struggles because what I never wanted to do or to be was this projection of what women should be doing and mothers could be doing I wanted to really break down that and then I realized I was actually being and feeding that narrative I was part of the problem because people kept saying to me you know you're superwoman how are you doing all these things I was like 
oh, I cry every day. Like I am losing my shit every day. Like I have help and support because I am in overwhelm and I am exhausted. I didn't know at that time how to manage that split within me. And I was very much split between, you know, this woman that I know I am and wanting to really trailblaze my way through my dreams and my ambitions and wanting to hit massive goals, but also split between the mother that I really wanted to be and that my children deserve me to be. And it was that that got so uncomfortable is the people that I loved the most were getting the worst of me. And for so long, I think I knew, and I knew for a really long time that something needed to change. And it just got to the point where that discomfort of knowing that there was a better way to live and experience every single day. There was a better way for me to show up in my workspace with more energy from a place of overflow instead of depletion. And I knew that there was a better way for me to enjoy motherhood because at that time I just I wasn't enjoying it because I was exhausted I didn't know how to still do the things I wanted to do while I was not compromising the mother I wanted to be and so I literally you know and in all honesty you know my relationship was struggling it wasn't this dream picture perfect relationship that people thought we had either behind closed doors on paper everything looked great you've got four successful businesses tick you're financially fine tick You've got three beautiful, healthy children. Tick. You're in a, you know, a, sex, a successful relationship for 17 years. Tick. From the outside looking in, it was that, oh, my God, everything's working. She looks like she's got her shit together. But on the inside, I was really struggling. My relationship was struggling. The people around me that I love the most were getting this not very good version of me. And the discomfort of that just got too much. And I literally one day said to my husband, who is a generator in human design. So he's go, 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 like a bit of a workaholic. Like I've been trying to keep up with him my whole life and I don't work today, <laughs> you know, and I got to the point. What are you? What's your human? I'm, I'm a manifesting generator. So I have, but I'm, right. but I'm more manifester. So I, hmm. I'm more manifester and I can't keep up with the steadiness of the generator in that, you know, I go from A to G to Z to B to A again. Like I'm all over the place, but it makes sense to me. And he could, he didn't like that. He needed to be one linear path. And I literally just said to him, you know what? No more. We're done. This isn't, this is not working anymore. Like, Mm. and I didn't mean that in the context of our relationship. I just meant the way that we were living our lives, the way that we were showing up in our relationship, the way that we were showing up as parents, we were out of alignment and we'd fallen into Mm. this system that we didn't even believe in. We just kind of got caught up in it. And so I remember, and I still remember to this day, so we're from Jervis Bay and I literally like, we went and had a conversation in the car and I just said to him, I'm not doing it your way anymore. Like I am, I'm done with this. This is exhausting. Part of the exhaustion comes from, we're just fighting. Like it's just hard. It shouldn't be this hard. If it's this hard, we are not doing something right. We're doing it wrong. Mm. Shouldn't be this hard. It shouldn't feel this hard. It shouldn't feel this painful it just shouldn't and so I said to him like we're selling everything we've tried for many years to like change and we just couldn't we were so stuck in this habitual pattern of mm-hmm. be more duh, 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 duh. you know we we're in that pattern and neither one of us I don't think knew how to rest how to pause how to stop and even as a yoga teacher I teach those things but at the same time my mind's like okay duh, 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 duh. and I just said, this is what we're doing now. Because his motto was like, just give me two more years in this business and we'll be where we need to be. Just give me two more years in this business and we'll be where we need to be. And I'm like, mate, your two years is 17 years. We're done. Like, 
sounds like me. <laughs> I'm like, we're not, we're not doing that. And at first he was like, okay, so what does that look like? I said, I don't know. I don't know yet. And I'm okay with not knowing. I just mm. know that I want to let go of everything because as soon as you can let go and create space, it's not just about what you're letting go of. It's what you're telling the universe you're prepared to let in. And that's kind of what I said to him. I was like, I don't know what it looks like, darling. I can't tell you that it's all going to be okay. I can't tell you that we're going to be okay. I'm just telling you that this is what needs to happen Mm. and it needs to happen now. And I need you to trust me. And there are very few men, I think, that would just be like, okay. And even for a while, he was like, but what does it look like? And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. And I was like, I'm okay with that. And you know what? The beautiful thing about that though is as soon as we made that decision the house sold off market to one person that looked at it we got the exact figure that wow. we I sold my business to the exactly the right person one of my original teachers at the right time like two months before I was about to give birth to my third baby as soon as I made that decision it's like the universe went and here you go yeah yeah and it has been the most so yeah now we're traveling around Australia and it, you know, it took an adjustment period. It's an interesting. <laughs> kids and your husband in a van uh, is <laughs> interesting, but it's the best decision we've ever, ever made. And just that letting go of the needing to plan and the be and the do and the have all the things that society tells me I should have that I knew intuitively was not anything that I wanted, at least not right now in this phase and stage of my mothering journey. It has been the most liberating, freeing decision I've ever made. And I still don't know how it's all going to unfold, but I am so okay and so at peace with that. I really am. Like it has been Mm. the best thing. So, yeah, that's kind of how we got here, mainly just from, like I say, the discomfort of living every day, knowing that there was a better way to experience it. And at some point, you can't ignore that anymore. And I think I got to that point where for me personally, it was so painful and I was so exhausted. And I also realized that I was part of this problem that we have in society that says, we'll go, 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 kind of hustle to the point of my own depletion and burnout that I just had to pull back, start again and not be afraid to just start again. And that's what we've done. Like, I feel like we've gone back to ground zero with a few more dollars in the bank, thankfully, but Mm. it feels good. It feels so exciting to be in that place right now. Wow. I'm just in awe because I just feel like that takes so much courage and so much trust in everything is working out for you, you know, and for, like you said, for your partner to trust that, but I feel like more for you to trust that because you wasn't just doing this for you. You know, you've got your partner and your three kids that are also being part of this journey Mm. and really diving into your trust that it's going to work out because it sounds like your partner wasn't necessarily there yet. He wasn't Mm. in that place and that space of trust yet. So he really had to lean into your trust and what you had cultivated for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's part and part of the mission now, you know, is I really do believe that if we're going to change anything about the way that we view and experience 
motherhood and the way that we show up for ourselves, we have to be the ones advocating for ourselves. We have Mm. to be the ones that create the time and the space to really know our own worth and to trust in that completely. And the work begins with us. Like, you know, the Dalai Lama says that the world will be saved by the Western woman. Mm. And it's so true, but we have to be the ones that trust in that. And, you know, our society isn't really geared up for that. You know, the feminine and the mother is we are we diminish in value in our culture and in our society. And it's taken me three children and seven years to rise through that, to kind of come out of my partner's energy as well and like Mm. step into my own energy because I feel like I absorbed a lot of his energy over the years and his way of thinking, which is more strategic and the real masculine way of doing things. Whereas now I'm really leaning into that feminine of trust and flexibility and freedom and space and vulnerability and I can say I'm the most creative ever been. I'm the most inspired I've ever been. I'm the most present I've ever been. And I don't have all the answers now, but I certainly see where even all the breadcrumbs that have led us to this point. And I'm seeing that then that ripple effect in my own family, like who I am now and the influence and the change that that has had in this family dynamic has been incredible. I remember my friend saying to me, when I'd had my first child, you know, the woman Mm. or the mother of the home is like the Titanic. When she goes down, the whole family goes down. And, you know, at the time I didn't even question that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Because now I'm like, but what if we question that from the very beginning? And it's not about when she goes down, let's never even let it get to that point where she's going down. Mm. You know, what about when the woman and the mother of the family rises and she's free and she's fully expressed and she is confident with who she is and she trusts in this process of the mothering journey and everything that you know unfolds here then where does she take her family like you heal the home through the mother Mm. then you heal communities then you heal the world like it all in my opinion believe like begins with her and that's what I'm seeing now my children and how they are responding to me and my energy my husband and how he's responding to this change you know before we hit live we were talking about that and the way from a career he's done since he was 14 and for the first time in his life he's exploring things that really light him up that he gets excited about that he never would have ever done had he not have created the space to do it Mm. and honestly one of my biggest fears for him was that one day he was going to wake up and be like all I've done my whole life is work my family and my work because at the time he had no hobbies he didn't really have any deeper meaningful friendships or relationships because he's a chef is in hospitality so you know he was working all hours of the day and the night and then as soon as he let go of that and trusted in me to create that space he joined a soccer team he made new friends it's like learning how to do all of these other cool things that he's really enjoying it's like loves being full-time with the kids you know like everything has changed since we made that decision to do that and I know people say to me oh that's so courageous and it's But I just think for me, it didn't feel like courage. It felt like it was the absolute essential next step. (laughs) I I couldn't keep perpetuating the same cycle anymore. It was too painful. It was too uncomfortable. And I was not afraid of losing everything in order to make things better for my family and for me and for my marriage and for my relationship with my children. Because at the end of the day, what is the point in being labeled a super mum? What is the point in working your ass off to have all of these businesses to follow your dreams, to supposedly 
have financial support for your family if you don't have a family at the end of it? Like, what is mm. the point? You know, we have a society where marriage doesn't survive anymore. Too many people trying to do too many things and you forget what you're doing it for is your family. But if that's not what is at the end, if you lose your family through the pursuit of trying to create financial freedom or create stability or like, what is the point? And that's why I said to him, what is the point? Because we're not going to be here in two years time we will be getting divorced, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I'm not going to have the relationship I want with my children in two, three, four, 10, 20 years' time. And we're saying we're doing it for the family unit. Then we've got to do what it takes to keep that family unit together. And for us, it was this. Yeah, wow. I love that. That really sort of hit me in the heart, I think, because I feel like for so many people, it will resonate, you know, like even what you said about having the, you know, ticking the business off the list, ticking the house off the list, ticking the car off the list, ticking healthy children off the list. Is that enough? You know, that is what we're aspiring to. But when it comes down to it, we're also being told to just be grateful for that. It's like if we've got all these things, we're not allowed to complain. We're not allowed to want something different or want something more than that, you know? And I feel like for you, it's come to this point in your life where you've gone, well, actually, that's not important to me anymore. What's more important is having more energy to show up for my children and being more in your flow state and things that are more internal values instead of all this external stuff that is created by our culture you know we live in this culture where it's seen that having all these things is what people should want or what they need I think if you google you know super mum it says something along the lines of there's a lady that's put like a description about it And it was like, make sure that your hair's nice and your body's good and you've got the well-behaved children and also a successful career on top of that. You know, that's Mm. the ideal that we're meant to sort of live up to. Yeah. And it's about, you know, like what you say, like flipping that narrative, flipping that script and being like, that might be what we're being told that we should want. Mm. And normally from a masculine perspective to actually what finding out what is important for us and I feel like that is what you've done you know you've decided Mm. to go on that journey and find out what's true for you and what's true for your family as well and that's Mm. just yeah it is and you know it's like it's almost like we're paralyzed by our own privilege now Mm. (laughs) and what I mean by that as well is like especially like I'm a bit of a a feminist but not in the way of like a real masculine feminist and this is my issue with feminism now is like mm. feminism has lost its femininity like you know mm. it's masculine and in its approach and it's like you can have it all like you can be the mom and you can be the mompreneur and all of those things that really like grind me now I'm just like it makes me kind of cringe a little bit because it's like mm. do I believe that we can have all of those things absolutely I definitely do and I think we're worthy of it but it's not about having them it's about how you achieve them if you're not experiencing, you know, every day how you want to in pursuit of the end result, then again, what is the point? I mm. believe that 
And this is the thing. I fully trust and believe that everything that we want to create together as a family and everything that I want to create as my own sovereign, you know, being is going to happen. But I want to enjoy the process. I don't mm. want to do the hustle and the exhaustion and the and I'm also not in any massive rush either, you know. And I think that's the thing. We feel that we're almost like behind the ball unless we're creating something yesterday and it all has to mm. and even you know with this course that I'm about to launch my husband's like okay let's get it out there da, 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 da. and I'm like no I'm not feeling it today no and he's just like looking at me like dude you started recording this and you're pregnant our baby's now six months old I'm teaching women how to honor themselves and trust in that space you know that spaciousness of rest and that rest is productive and that feminine is powerful. And I am not going to be rushing this. Like when it's time to birth this into the world, I will do it. But right now I'm enjoying the process. And I even said to him recently, like, you're sucking the life out of it. Can you just back off? <laughs> this is my creation and I'm birthing it my way. And I need your generator kind of, you know, real go, go, go energy just to step away from it because that, that's not what this is about. If anything, it's the complete opposite. I still believe that we can have security and stability and have it come from a place of overflow and that's the difference having it come from a place of overflow rather than depletion because I really don't buy into this narrative you know that to be a good mother to be a good wife to be a good woman you've got to give all of yourself I just Mm. I don't buy that at all you give all of the best bits of yourself to you so that everyone else benefits from the overflow And, you know, talking what you said before about and what we touched on in the society tells you that you should have the house and you should have the car and, you know, you should have the successful career and the kids that eat really healthy and all of these things. (laughs) And like, I get it, but society also teaches you to work from the outside in. And something I say to the women that I work with, you know, is the circle. And in this circle on the outside is the have, like if I have the house, if I have the car, if I have the job, if I have the, you know, the good, well-behaved children then I'll be happy, then I'll be content, then I'll know who I am. And then it's not until you shift past that because you realize that's bullshit because that's not <laughs> happening. But then you go to the B and you're like, all right, well, if I just be more present and try and be this person and be that person, then, mm. then I'll be happy. And then you realize that that too is bullshit. And it's not until you come the being of who you are. It's mm. not until you explore who you are and who you've become, especially in the role of motherhood, And it's a contradiction in and of itself because you're never Mm. the same person twice. Like it's not until you explore that and you start to work from the inside out. So now I'm fully invested in who I am, where I'm at right now. I'm I'm no longer looking for my purpose. I'm no longer trying to figure out who I am. My question is, who am I right now? Who Mm. am I today? Not what is my purpose? How can I live life more on purpose? And from that, I'm starting to do all the things that light me up and make me happy and make me a better person that I do not doubt in any way that I'll have the things that I desire Mm. in this lifetime but you've got to do it from the inside out not the outside in is my opinion yeah I love that and that's really my ethos as well and I love how you spoke about the you go from the doing to the being of oh, I must be more kind and I must be more patient and I must be less angry. And, you know, you go into those parts because, yes, like you say, there is still that another layer um, beyond that because also you can't always be kind. You can't always be patient. You can't always not yell at the kids or whatever it is. 
And this is a big part of what I do in my work with my mums is helping them shift those beliefs and those narratives because we were just talking about on my Facebook group about the what is your idea of the perfect parent or the good mother and it's so interesting what people write down and then when you go a a layer underneath that and ask you know is that realistic or can you always be patient can you always be kind we are constantly feeding ourselves into that good mum narrative without even realizing it yeah you know it's really it's so ingrained and it's so hard to break free from even when you are doing the work from the inside out yeah even when you are trying to and looking where where that pattern of behavior comes from you know for a lot of us that's inherited Mm. through our own upbringing you know and so many people live a life without knowing their core values and they go through their life and they don't even know what their core values are. And then when you start to work through your core values and you're like, is that even my value? Was that my mom's value? Mm. And I've still, I'm still working through, but actually that's, I don't value that at all. So I'm, I'm just going to let that go. You know, so many people don't know what their values are. And so we're still working from this place of, you know, that generational lineage of their way of doing things and trauma bonds and all of those sorts of things that make us show up to be maybe only part of who we are I always say you know strive for progress not perfection perfection doesn't exist that strive Mm. for progress every day just you know consciously choose to do something a little bit differently and not only that you know have conversations with your kids your kids don't need you to be perfect they learn through your imperfections as well but I do think it's important just to have the conversations with them like if I lose my shit I'm like you know what darling that was mummy's stuff like mommy got really angry there is it okay to feel angry sometimes and they're like yeah I'm like it is it's absolutely okay to feel angry and mommy feels angry too sometimes I just should have maybe handled that a little bit differently you know and again you can repair the fracture you know mm. and it's not about being perfect it's just can we repair the fractures that we make because I come from a, a childhood of you know abuse and I come from a childhood where there is a lot of trauma and there was no repair done we are going to make mistakes as mothers but it's not about being perfect. It's about continuously making progress. And, you know, that's why I love the work that you do because you're teaching people how to, you know, lean into that space, to lean into that work of their own self-healing because in that space is where we create change that literally changes, you know, and heals generations past, present and future. And it's so powerful. But, we ha- again, we have to advocate it for ourselves. We have to do that for ourselves and for our children. And not from a place of perfection, but from a place of progress and kindness and compassion to ourselves. Mm. Because our children are our biggest teachers. They're our biggest triggers. They are, for me, they've been my absolute biggest spiritual teacher that there is. Yeah. And it's triggered me in ways that I never saw coming, to be honest. <laughs> but I've got to, you know, I've had to lean, I've got to lean into that. I've had to lean, lean all the way in. Mm. <laughs> and sometimes... Sometimes it's so uncomfortable to do that. You know, when you talk about courage to sell everything and let it go, if there's one thing that is what takes real courage, it's that. It's the leaning Mm. into the shadows of yourself and the depths of yourself so that you can heal the wounded parts of you so that you can keep making progress. You know, it's so powerful. The work is, that area is so powerful. And when we do that, and then when we have these conversations where we each put our hand up and say, yeah, I'm not a super mom and I am not perfect 
And, you know, I'm, I'm all about having these conversations so that we can then, you know, pay it forward in a way to other mothers, you know, so that we can have these conversations that make other women feel more seen and more heard and more validated instead of looking from the outside in going, well, she looks perfect and her kids eat really healthy. Oh my God, my kids got like beans on toast today. You know, instead of like <laughs> looking at the other mum, assuming, and this is the thing we do as mothers, we assume that other women are doing it so much better than what we are and they've got their shit together better than what we do. But when we have these conversations, we realize that we're all having our own struggles and there's no more than or less than. It's all validated. It's all, you know, exactly where it needs to be. But these are the conversations that I think will change the way we view and experience motherhood as well. And it's so important, so important. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I, someone reached out to me and about the podcast and I said, what's, you know, been your biggest takeaway so far? And she said, just the validation to know that what I'm going through is normal, <laughs> you know? And um, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's sometimes, uh, you know, that's just what we need. We want to be seen and validated and like you say, having these more open conversations allows us to speak our truths a bit more and really explore more the messy side of motherhood because we don't see those things on Instagram. You know, we see the perfectly dressed kids and whatever we see, the pictures of everyone smiling and laughing, which is great because that's what we want to see on Instagram. But we also need another space where we can have real honest raw conversations Mm. about where we are at in motherhood and paving the way for a new paradigm of parenting and a new paradigm of mothering Mm. because this isn't just about what's happening now like you say this is about what's happening in future generations and if we just keep repeating the same patterns we're not going to create something new we're not going to manifest something better for our kids, you know, and like you said, the journey starts with mother, it starts with us. Mm. And going back a little bit further than that, into the self compassion part. And I feel like that is something for me has been a spiritual practice of itself Mm. is learning to be kinder to yourself, so that you can be kinder to your kids. And that's really what spurred my journey forward was like that deep sense of compassion for self and being able to then give that to our children because we are better when we show up for ourselves you know yeah absolutely and you know what and and the only way that your children are going to learn as well is is through some of that example like I do my meditation every day do my cacao ceremony every day I have very firm boundaries around my self-care and you know what? The thing is now is that my A, my kids know that. They know that mum is going to go and do her cacao. She's going to go and do her meditation. She's going to go and book herself into the hotel for a night to get away from everyone because she just needs to sleep. Like my kids know that through conversation and through inspired action. And then what's happening now with especially with my seven-year-old, which is so beautiful, he wants to be involved. He's like, mum, can I come and do yoga with you this morning? Can I come and do your meditation <laughs> with you today? Can I come and do angel cards with you today? And I, I don't ever... You know, sometimes I will invite him and I will, you know, invite him to that space. But I usually just, I do it for myself first. And when he asks, because he's witnessing what's happening, he Mm. wants to be involved. 
and he loves to journal got him that like the big life journal and that's Mm. something that we do together and we talk about what we're grateful for and he's seen that for seven years on and off like I've not always been great at it I've not always had firm boundaries around it I've not always prioritized it but it's been a steady consistency whereas now it is quite firm and it's quite I'm quite not rigid because there's got to be fluidity and flexibility in motherhood especially on the road but regardless I have my two hours every single morning and I can do that because my husband's around now every day Mm. so I'm also able to to do that but there were times when I did motherhood completely alone and that was like impossible to do and so now he is he wants to be involved and it's one of his favorite things to do is join me on the mat and do some meditation and you know even last night it's like mom can you give me a little massage with some lavender oil I was like yeah dude of course I can you know and I'm never going to say no to that because I want him to learn at a really young age young age that rest is productive and it is absolutely essential that you create that time for yourself and he's a manifesting generator as well like me he's got like the generator motor of my husband where he's like go 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 he's interested in a million things And so I want him to learn that it's okay to stop and be in stillness. I want him to learn that that in itself is a really valuable life skill. And you talked about earlier as well about gratitude. We should be grateful for all of this stuff. And yes and no, because at the same time, you know, we're told, okay, well, you can do all of these things, have all of these things, especially since women were given the choice to be mothers, you know, like we can choose to be a mother now because we can also meet men in every single arena. But my mantra is always just because we can doesn't mean we should and Mm. my mantra is always just that well what if it is all too much because we don't value softness we don't value stillness we don't value space we don't value rest you know and I want to kind of I really want to change that I want to change the way we value those things because that is when we are at our best you know you even know you see it through your children when they've been overstimulated um, and had too many late nights or maybe not had the best food for a couple of days you see it in their emotions and how they project outward we're no different we mm. have to we tell them you need to rest now you need to go to bed early <laughs> you need to do all of these things but we don't see that in ourselves and give ourselves that same permission and it's bizarre because I know that I am not the best version of myself when I haven't had continuous you know lack of sleep when I've mm. not had my self-care practices like Ain't nobody getting the best of me from that space. It is essential for everybody in my family and for the women that I work with that I honour that within myself first. So important. Yeah, I feel like these qualities are such feminine qualities, aren't they? And they're not, like you say, they're not respected in our society because we live in such a masculine energy world. So they're not seen as useful qualities. Mm. um yeah I feel like we could talk about this forever (laughs) there's so much we could unpack but we are going to start wrapping this up so I'd really like to ask you what has been your and I feel like you've touched on it probably already but what's been your biggest lesson from either your children or motherhood I mean there's so many isn't there there's so many things that we learn (laughs) about ourselves but I think for me it is probably two aspects of it one is that our teachers are our children are our biggest spiritual teachers they will show us the ways that we ourselves are not fully expressed or that we ourselves are not fully healed or that we ourselves are not fully practicing what we preach there, <laughs> yes. there are many ways that our te- our children will reflect 
the areas that we ourselves need to lean into and that we need to work on. And that has been one of the biggest challenges, but one of the absolute biggest blessings, I think, in this role. And then I think the second is to really trust more in the feminine energy. I mean, the only way to this planet is through our body, which still to this day, like blows my mind. The only way to earth is through us (laughs) (laughs) boom (laughs) you know and yet we still think that we don't know how or that we should not rest or that we you know like we're still showing up in a very masculine way so the other aspect of motherhood for me has been really oh trusting in that how powerful the feminine is and how powerful rest is and it's not this weak flimsy woo-woo thing like it is powerful we would not be here without it and so leaning into that and trusting in that so much more and especially this year creating all this space and having Mm. no to-do list and resting but like meditation yoga walks cacao all the things I love every day and then seeing how much comes from that is I've achieved more in this last three and a half months since we've been on the road than I have done in the last seven years because it's coming from a place of softness and rest and kindness and compassion, all of the feminine qualities. So I think, yeah, I think for me, it's your teachers, your your children are your two biggest or three or however many children you have, biggest spiritual teachers and recognizing and honoring just how powerful the feminine is and how much more we should be trusting in that. Yes. Amen. Amen. Love it. Yeah. I agree with both of those fully wholeheartedly with every cell of my being because yeah, totally. I love that so much. So, and moving forward, how can people stay connected with you? Cause I know you've got your nurture hair program coming and it's not birthed yet, but it will be when it is. And we're not going to push you for a day or a date. But what is the best way for people to connect with you and get to know you more? I think at the moment, I'm quite present on Instagram. So because I sold my yoga studio, I've gone from a bit of a following to not very many. And that's all good. (laughs) That's where I kind of share my words. That's where I'm sharing this journey that's unraveling, you know, where I'm in this in-between space. I'm no longer the woman and the mother that I was. And I'm not quite where I'm going yet either. I'm in this really beautiful space between. So if that resonates with anybody, I'm sharing that. But then, yeah, the nurture her. And look, the we're aiming towards the 15th of October. I Even I'm starting to give myself a date now because like, otherwise, you know, I have to take imperfect action. It's not 100% perfect because I keep adding to it and I want to give so much into it. But we're aiming to launch that. And the pre-launch is going to be available in the next couple of days for people to access. So that is really specifically, you know, working with those that, that are pregnant. So I feel that, you know, for us to really help women and help mothers change the way that we view and experience motherhood it has to start before we even become a mother the very second that we choose and decide that we want to have children we need to be having those conversations then Mm -hmm. so that we feel seen heard and validated on the other side and that's what this program is so it's nurture her which is a prenatal yoga and wellness retreat I call it Um, and what it is it's a program that takes you right from pretty much the second trimester because I don't like to add any more pressure to women in the first trimester there's already a lot going on but from the second trimester right through birth and beyond and so that is where we unpack things like the sacredness and the importance of rest during this time so we talk about how to honor your postpartum period so that you get to rest and replenish and rejuvenate 
talk about matrescence and that transition into the birth of you as the mother. So it's not your usual antenatal prenatal yoga program. I talk a lot more about taking care of the mother. It's about the birth of the mother, less about the birth of the baby. And that's what I really feel most passionate about. So yeah, and I can share that link with you. Once that link is ready, I will share it with you. Please. Yeah, I will. Yes. Awesome. Uh, I feel like that your program is so needed and yeah, it just sounds so beautiful. I wish that I had known about more about these things before on my journey into becoming a mother and my continuum. That's obviously what I teach now because it's most relevant, I guess, now for me. But yeah, preparing for that motherhood journey is Mm really important and it's not talked about enough it's talked about like you say on a physical level and more about the birth and hypnosis classes and how to breathe through the birth and all that sort of stuff which is super important and super valuable but the only really focuses on such a small part and this is like a full journey and the actual Mm. support that you actually need not just like do this do that and then having everybody's different ideas and opinions thrown at you and yeah motherhood is a massive journey it's a massive transition and we all need support on that journey so I'm going to do a little shout out if you are pregnant and you want more support or you're thinking about being getting pregnant then please reach out and I will put all the links in the show notes as well and also following your, I just want to touch on your journey that you're going on at the moment, because I do follow that journey. And your writing has just been so amazing. And I really celebrate that because I can feel the depth of where it comes from. It's mm-hmm. just really inspiring. And yeah, I've really enjoyed reading your posts and also your Facebook lives a few Facebook lives that you've done and stuff as well so yeah keep shining and inspiring people because that is exactly Thank what you. I doing. really appreciate yeah. that and you know what it feels it really feels so good right now it feels oh I can't even begin to explain to you how good and at peace it all feels and it comes from that place of overflow and I want every and like I could cry talking about it I want every mother to feel that Mm. you know I want every mother to know their worth and I want every mother to trust Mm. in themselves completely and you know my friend Melissa she says going back to your comment about the whole birth thing you know birth is amazing it's beautiful it might not look the way um you know you imagine it to be but she always says and it's always stuck with me if you think about birth as the wedding day and your postpartum motherhood journey as the marriage it is that that we need to be diving into more. And it's so true. Like, you know, that's where we need to <laughs> yes. be going. We need to be having these conversations so that when women are on the other side, they already feel held before they even get there, you know. And that's, and you know, same as you, like, you know, it, it came through my own suffering and my own mm. discomfort mm. that made me make the decisions that I've made lately and all the writing and everything that I'm sharing and everything. I almost feel like it's not even coming from me now. It's coming from somewhere else because I've created the space to do that. But, you know, we teach from a place of our own discomfort and our own, you know, life lessons, right? That's why you're here. That's why I'm here. That's <laughs> that's the way the world works. Yeah. So I think we just want to help the, the ride for others be a lot more comfortable and a lot more supported. Yeah. Yeah. 
100%. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on and choosing to spend your time with us because I'm very grateful for you and your work. And yeah, namaste. Thank you so much. I'll see you when I'm in Perth. We'll get together. Please come and visit. 100%, I will. Okay, so if you've enjoyed today's show, please let us know, reach out on socials, what was your biggest takeaway? And if you're loving the podcast, please don't forget to share with friends or someone who you think might need it, or even just share it with your partner so he can get to understand a bit more about the motherhood journey and the journey that we go through hit subscribe, leave a review and yeah, I'll see you all next week. Namaste.